Welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. Dr. Gabrielle Lyon is on the show today. She is a board-certified family physician and distinguished New York Times bestselling author. Her latest work, Forever Strong, is a new science-based strategy for aging well. She is here today to help you understand how to take back your health, become the most vital version of yourself, and understand how your body's largest organ, the skeletal muscular system, is the key to promoting longevity, health, and combating the threats of obesity, heart disease, diabetes, and so much more. Get ready to pull out your pencil and take some serious notes because this conversation is going to empower you to meet your 2024 goals. Welcome back, everybody. I am so excited to have a special guest for you here today, Dr. Gabrielle Lyons, and she is revolutionizing the conversation around vitality around the world. Most of you already know her, but we're going to dig into some of the things that are particularly relevant for you, the listeners of The Kelly Roach Show today, as it relates to your health, your vitality, your ability to live your 1% life. So Gabrielle, I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much. It's such a treat. Yeah. So you're doing this incredible work. You're a busy mom. You have two young kids at home. You have a husband that is full-time in residency. So you are living the life that we all are, right? You're running a company. You're you're writing the books. You're You're managing the business. And you're doing this work to help people to really learn how to live a vital life and what they can do knowing that they have all these other things going on in their lives. So first of all, what was what was one of the biggest motivating points for you when you recognized that you needed to step up and be the leader in this space the way that you are now uh, looking around and seeing the other conversations that were going on? Well, I really appreciate this question um, because I will say where I am now is not exactly where I ha- and had anticipated that I would be. Yeah. I am here out of necessity. And yeah. what do I mean by here out of necessity is that I went to medical school. I did amazing training. I was so mm-hmm. privileged to be trained under one of the world leading experts in protein metabolism and then did a fellowship in geriatrics and nutritional sciences, all this wonderful knowledge. Mm-hmm. And that was actually before social media was a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I finished my fellowship in 2015 when I was doing my training. It, Instagram, I think, had just started. You know, us as residents, we and fellows, we weren't on Instagram. Yeah. And I was out in the real world in practice. And all of a sudden, I started seeing all these influencers talking about how bad protein was for the body and how red meat is killing the world and killing us, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And I turned to my best friend, who my best friend, her name is Teresa DePasquale. She runs a social media agency called Capture Social. And I I turned to her and I said, this is all not true. The information that the space is providing to people is going to get them sick, going Mm -hmm. to get them sick, going to deeply impair their ability. Yeah. And she said, well, you have to say something. And I said, well, 
I don't want to do that. If I do that, I'm going to put a target on my back. Yeah. And I realized that through um, multiple conversations that I have a responsibility. If you have knowledge, if you've been in the trenches, been at the bedside of dying people yeah. and you know what works, you have a responsibility to not just be a bystander. Yeah. And I started speaking out and speaking up of the patients that I've seen about, you know, oftentimes we hear about this obesity epidemic, which we don't have. It truly is this midlife muscle crisis and all of these things that really challenged the paradigm of thinking. Mm -hmm. But again, it was this moment of actually having to become forward facing out of the responsibility to do something. Yeah. Isn't it so interesting? And and I'm so glad that I asked the question. Um, and, and I'm so glad that that's your answer. And I think that's why um, it's so important for us to be able to like get your voice out there as much as humanly possible. I was watching a video last night actually of a doctor that was talking about kind of the moral damage of the people who, who globally the world was looking up to and trusting to get guidance and feedback on how to take care of themselves over the last couple of years, none of which included like sun or exercise or, you know, eating you know, healthy or any of those things. And it's just crazy um, how you have to learn to be an advocate for yourself. And yeah. it's amazing that people like you are taking the bull by the horns and, and providing the information like to us. Um, but we all have to be advocates for our own health. You can't just defer that to someone and assume they went to school for it or, you know, they know better than you do. You have to um, start researching and understanding, you know, the things that people like you are sharing about what's actually going on with our bodies and how to take care of ourselves. Yeah. I mean, Kelly, what you're saying is true and it's a real challenge. You know, I created this field of medicine, this concept called muscle centric medicine. Mm -hmm. And where that came from was a flash of insight. I was doing obesity yeah. medicine research and I was looking at the interface between body composition and brain function. I had this mom of three who I just loved. She was in her mid fifties, always put herself last. And at one point I imaged her brain and her brain looked like the beginning of an Alzheimer's brain. Mm -hmm. And the thing was, she was taking all of the regular medical advice, eat less, exercise more. Mm -hmm. And the reality is we did her a great disservice. Mm-hmm. So talk to me more about that. Like when you think, you know, our audience, uh, mostly women that are middle-aged, that are dealing with a fairly large amount of stress on a daily basis, obviously every person has to be on a plan that's specific to them. And like, we can't give a diagnosis or medical advice on this show, but, but what are some of the things like from that flash of insight that you had where you said, okay, this woman is literally following the recommended advice and yeah. she looks like an early onset of Alzheimer's. What do you feel is the reverse to that? Generally speaking that people Absolutely. can do. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I wrote the book on. Yeah. So this is the story that I tell for this book, uh, Forever Strong. And it's yeah. number one, as so I'm a mom, I have two very little children, two and a half and four and a half. I have a husband who was in the Navy, now in his second career, working a hundred hours a week, by the way, ladies, and I run uh, multiple businesses. It is a lot. And it's a lot for everybody listening. Yeah. And I, I want to say something. And I want to say something first. And then we're going to frame the conversation of science. Yeah. Number one, I am not anything special. Mm -hmm. But 
my discipline is. Mm -hmm. I personally am no different than you, Kelly, or I mean, maybe you are special, but I am a normal human with extraordinary discipline. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is going to make the information that I share with you applicable mm -hmm. in the way that we all hear about doing this nutritional thing or this diet or this exercise. But at the end of the day, moms, business owners, if you can catch the moment before you become distracted, if you can catch that uncomfortable feeling. So for example, so we'll go a little esoteric here and then we're going to pull it back in because oftentimes we lead with our heart and we lead with yeah. um, maybe we don't notice certain things at first and that takes us off track. So in this esoteric aspect of medicine, we sit down to do work. We sit down to make a business decision. We sit down to think about some challenge with our kids. And there is a moment. So for example, if you're writing a book or having to do a memo, you will sit down and you'll get stuck on it and it will feel uncomfortable and hard to do. And maybe you don't know this answer. Mm -hmm. And there'll be a moment where you get up to do something else, whether it's go and grab something to eat or then go online to shop or look at Facebook or do something else. Yeah which you then no longer get the task done. And once that happens, you then skip your workout or then you quote, have more stress, which unfortunately yeah. you have layered on extra stress. And so that you find yourself ultimately being undisciplined, not because of those later decisions, but because of that yeah. moment of discomfort. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I, I have to say that first, because we're going to talk about what makes someone healthy, what you guys should be doing. You will know exactly what to do. But at the underpinning of all of that is we have to recognize where our human proclivities take us off track before. So it's really so being good. aware of so we, it's smiling. so good because it applies to everything, right? It's so true. It is so, so true. And yeah. if you just take a moment, you will find the experience uh, that you are doing that. So now we move on to what does everyone need to do? And the first thing that I would say is that you have to get your nutrition right. Because as moms, as entrepreneurs, as business owners, you only ever go as high as your health and wellness. That is, so I have been taking care of entrepreneurs. My wheelhouse is people that want to make impact that are innovators and mavericks and, and they want to leave the world better. And that could be yeah. in any and every domain. Yeah. And one of the things that we have to understand is number one, they're all aware of their weaknesses. They're not shocked. They are aware and they plan for them. Mm -hmm. So are you going to have a early morning, a late night, a travel, you know, frequent travel going off trap, you know, it's going to happen. So you plan for it. Mm -hmm. You plan for it in advance. And then the other thing that we have to do is 100% of people eat. How do you dial in your nutrition with this confusing nutrition landscape? And quite frankly, Kelly, it's so easy. Okay. Give it to us. We it's need so it. <laughs> it's so easy. You can't believe how easy it is. You just have to be indistractable. Yeah. I love that. 
And, and it's interesting because I'm sitting here listening to you and you're talking to me about nutrition. You're talking to me about taking care of our bodies and you're giving us the same advice that I would give someone about growing their business. Cause I teach people all day how to grow their business and being indistractable. That's pretty much it. Really? Right? That's so cool. It's so yeah, cool. I love that. Okay. So let's talk about it. So number one, understanding you are not going to be distractible. There's going to be a million shiny objects coming in, negate it. It's not important. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I am going to provide you with an evidence-based plan. Um, I've been doing this for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. I train, you know, people will say, oh, physicians aren't trained in nutritional sciences. I trained in nutritional sciences for seven years, yeah. specifically nutritional sciences for seven years, which is quite a long time for a physician to solely focus yes. on nutritional sciences. Yes. So I am going to lay down the foundation, which by the way, is evidence-based and has tons of information. And what's amazing specifically for women, middle-aged women, which is phenomenal. And that is how do we structure our diet? Number one, we determine how much protein we need. Everybody exactly. listening, here's as simple as it is. I recommend one gram per pound ideal body weight. And it sounds like a lot. We're going to go through some calculations and, I, and I'm going to show you how to do it. So for it. example, if you are a 110 pound female or 115 pounds, we'll say 115 pounds, and you like being there, you feel great, you want to maintain your muscle mass, then you could have anywhere from 100 to 115 grams of protein. So easy. Okay. okay. hundred. I'm writing this down to 150 because we're going to do what the current recommendations are. And I'm going to show you the difference. So that's super easy. Yeah. If you are 150 pounds, but want to be 130, you will eat for that 130 pounds. So okay. your protein recommendation would be 130 grams. Got it. So whether you are looking to maintain or you are looking to lose weight, I've just laid it out for you. Perfect. Okay. You're probably thinking, well, that sounds like a lot of protein. And I'll say, let's frame this conversation with the recommended daily allowance. Everybody's heard of the RDA, unless you've been yeah. living under a rock. Even yes. if you don't like nutrition, you've heard of the, yeah. the RDA. Yeah. This is the minimum to prevent deficiencies. Yeah. The minimum to prevent a protein deficiency is 0.8 grams per kilogram which comes out to 0 0.37 grams per pound. So if you are a 115 pound female, your protein recommendation is 45 grams of protein a day. Mm. That is nothing. That is the minimum to prevent deficiency. Mm. That is not going to support your aging. That is not going to help support your brain function or body composition. If you eat that minimum amount, you will slowly see most likely body fat increase and muscle mass decrease. We've yeah. seen it with our parents. You know exactly what that looks like. Yeah. Put that minimum amount of dietary protein up with an aging woman who's going through hormonal transitions. You are yeah. not going to be in a good spot. Now. So everybody's basically been set up to fail from the beginning because they're following a plan. So yes, okay. and that's so actually what we saw. So that's okay. actually what we saw in the earlier yeah. research, which, uh, yeah. so Dr. Donald Lehman, who mentored me for the last 20 years, he did some of the earlier protein research, protein and muscle research. Yeah. 
where they have now taken that. Um, so it was rodent models. And then we did some of the early first studies in humans. And now it's been replicated in multiple different labs all over the world. Okay. Um, so now let's take a step back. So we're talking about protein and we're going to continue the conversation about protein, but I want to put this in perspective for you. So Callie, if you were to get sick and I told you that the minimum amount of vitamin C, which the RDA vitamin C is 60 milligrams, mm -hmm. right? So that's the minimum yeah. to prevent scurvy. And I said to you, um, you're not feeling well. How much vitamin C do you think you should get? Would you say uh, just the minimum? Right. Would you? Probably not. Right. You would say, hmm, you know, I'm not feeling well. I might take more vitamin C. Yes. But when someone is struggling with energy or when someone is struggling with body composition challenges, nobody says, I'm going to increase my dietary protein. Right. So right. So have to move yes. from the minimum, yes. but it, for vitamin C, you're not feeling well, you're going to take more Yes. Yes. I'm not feeling well, I'm going to take more zinc. Makes sense. Yep. So protein, why is protein important? First of all, it makes up everything that we see. Okay. Your hair, your skin, your nails, your neurotransmitters. It is... Um, you know, we talk about protein. If it's one thing, there are 20 different amino acids, all which have unique biological processes in the body. They are not interchangeable. Mm -hmm. There's alanine for dopamine. There's, um, you know, tryptophan for serotonin production. Right. Without being too sciencey, the overall concept is protein is made up of 20 different amino acids, all of which do unique things. Right. All okay. of which are not interchangeable. And that when our body is faced with an insult or stress or inflammation, the body requires protein to rebuild and remodel. Mm -hmm. So you said we are set up for failure from the beginning. Absolutely mm -hmm. correct. Yeah. We have been set up for failure. That's exactly what we have seen mm -hmm. with the a food guide pyramid. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've been, yes, I've been doing some reading about that. Unbelievable. So this was the largest social experiment that we've seen, and it set us up for failure. So now if we think the minimum to prevent deficiencies is 45 grams of protein, which obviously is not a lot, mm -hmm. what would be more optimal? Mm -hmm. A more optimal recommendation would be to double that. Right. So okay. if you go from yeah. the deficiency to double that, you now have a more optimal amount. So one of the things we have to do as we're listening to this is really challenge our old beliefs. And as entrepreneurs, yeah. you are very good challenging your beliefs yeah. about yourself. You are very good at challenging your beliefs about your business. Yeah. And thirdly, you should be good at challenging your beliefs of the common narratives of health. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that is exactly what we are doing here today. I know that we are not talking business directly, but everything that you hear from this podcast will make you a better business owner and a more capable entrepreneur, period, end of story. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that what's really interesting, and I'll just take us here for one second, and then we'll come back so we can keep going with the plan. But everybody listening to the show right now, you've heard me say probably no less than 100 times, right? Your health is your wealth. And so many times entrepreneurs get stuck in the trap of I'll just do more, push harder, go faster. And their business, it just keeps struggling and struggling and struggling. And it's because you're not functioning at an optimal level where what you're doing is actually making an impact to get a result. So I feel like your health is like the ultimate cheat code for growing your business. Because if you actually get 
yourself in an optimal position, you, you can think critically, you can make better decisions, you can be more impactful in everything that you do. So I just have to remind, I'm bringing us back to that for one second, because everything that you're sharing, Dr. Gabrielle, it, it sounds like it's not a business conversation, but it absolutely is, right? Are you kidding? The so, majority of my patients are some of the most successful it. entrepreneurs. That's it. Yeah. They are. This is, wow. this is what they do. So would you say the first, the first correction that you would have people make is their protein? Like that's the first correction you would have I've, people I've make. I've seen it for, I've seen thousands of patients. Okay. Okay. And here's the thing. What do you care about? You care about good cognitive function. Yeah. You care about body composition because you care yeah. about longevity, right? You yeah. don't want to have high percent body fat. You want to have good, healthy muscle because you know you need it. If yeah. you correct your dietary protein intake, and my recommendation is one gram per pound, ideal body weight. Okay. That first yeah. meal of the day between 30 okay. and 50 grams. So you guys, if you take away nothing, do this one thing. Do this one thing, you will feel better by your next meal. Mm -hmm. I'm making a challenge to you. I'm throwing out the gauntlet and I'm saying, do this one thing and let's see how it. you feel. I love it. I so the first it. meal of the day should be between 30 and 50 grams of protein. Okay. That could be a scoop and a half of a whey protein shake. It could be Greek yogurt with some berries. It could be, you know, we eat steak and eggs in our family, 30 to 50 grams. I don't, if you say to me, I don't know what that is, go to um, my fitness pal. You are smart people. You can figure out what 30 to 50 grams is. Yeah. That's yeah. just it. You can do it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because nothing is more critical to understand than your health. Mm -hmm. you, you know, yeah. it's great if you can figure out, you know, this lead magnet or growing this list or these views, all that stuff is great. If you feel terrible, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So no. number one, nail that dietary protein. And it's going to do a handful of things. What is it going to do? It will augment your willpower. You will be less likely to be distracted by your own hunger. Yeah. You will not be thinking, well, I really just can't eat that donut that's sitting out there. Or, you know, I just can't wait for lunch or that next meal because these amino acids have a very unique effect. Remember, I said we eat for these amino acids. Yeah. They affect gut hormones. They improve and decrease your hunger levels. Yeah. They help improve uh, neurotransmitter status. So your Again, not having these ebbs and flows yeah. overall. Yeah. You're also less likely to have a blood sugar crash because yeah. the body uses these proteins to make uh, overall amino acid or um, gluconeogenesis. So it makes glucose. Um, so number one, 30 to 50 grams of high quality protein at that first meal. Yeah. I also don't really care when it is. Yeah. But the other thing is, the most impactful entrepreneurs that I take care of do not have chaos. Mm -hmm. Early on in their career, they're really into chaos. Yeah. They thrive off of chaos. They feel like it's uh, the thing that keeps them going. But that's all. A so you show me your habits. I will be able to show you where you are on your journey of entrepreneurship. Yeah, I agree with that. It's, yeah. a, it's a rookie mistake. So yeah. what I would say is eat. At the same time, yeah, your foods planned out, yeah, eliminate chaos. The second meal, I don't really care what it is. It should be balanced of protein, carbohydrates. Um, but that third meal should be a replica of the first. So if mm -hmm. you're eating three meals a day, and, and I 
I've created three tracks in my book, Forever Strong. The first one is a longevity track. It tells you exactly how to lay out your foods, which is I'm laying out a long a longevity track. The first and last meal are critical. And especially with moms, I mean, this yeah. is how I eat. Yeah. The first and last meal are critical. They are optimized for dietary protein. The yeah. middle meal is much lighter. Doesn't really matter as long yeah. as it's balanced with protein to carbs. And then that last meal is a replication of the first. Maybe I'll have a 40 gram protein meal with 40 grams of carbohydrates. So I'll, yeah. I'll balance a one-to-one -one ratio Yeah, and I'm good. Uh, I call it a day. And yeah. you do that one thing. So 100% of people have to eat. Yeah. So you have to nail that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I love how simple you just made that. And you gave us one core thing to focus on. Um, now, obviously you, you've done so much research and so much study around longevity and there's so much information out there, different conflicting things of different ways to approach, um, health beyond nutrition. Let's talk about just movement. Um, and especially women, uh, in their forties, in their fifties, perimenopause, menopause. Um, let's talk about what, what, based on all of your research and the experience that, that you've had, um, top recommendations there. Yeah. Okay. Um, as women are going through um, hormonal shifts, a couple things happen. Activity seems to go down. We become very busy. We are physically putting things to the side. Um, mm -hmm. And you have to fight against that. Mm -hmm. And there is data to support that decrease in estrogen levels also decrease spontaneous activity. Mm -hmm. We don't know why that is. But that is something now I'm telling you, that is something to be aware of. I have a walking desk over here. I wear a weighted vest. It's like 12 pounds, nothing crazy. And I'm consciously moving. Yeah. We have to make our environment suit us as opposed to become domesticated to it. Yes. Some of the other things that happen are when our hormones begin to shift. And perimenopause is a long process. The, the time around menopause could be five years. Mm -hmm. The definition of menopause is one year, all of a sudden it's done, but you've gone through hormonal shifts. Right. Before that. Yeah. Um, so understanding that this is also the time where body composition can change if you're not very tight on your habits. Mm -hmm. Are you drinking at night? Are you mindlessly eating? Are you mm -hmm. skipping workouts because the kids have X, Y, and Z to do? Yeah. Yep. Um, understanding that your habits will also determine your outcome mm -hmm. and that the hormonal changes, while impactful, when you control for calories, and, and I worked on some of these early studies, yeah. that even without hormone replacement, you can manage body composition. It's, it's, I'm so happy to hear you say that because I was actually uh, reading something the other day that was talking about the fact that it's almost like a chicken or the egg, right? You stop moving, you stop exercising, you stop taking care of yourself, your habits change, and then you experience all of these outcomes. Whereas people have been told you experience all of these outcomes. And then it's because of these outcomes that you're, you know, feeling this way and you're putting on this weight and this other thing. So I, I'm, I think that's really exciting that, that you're having that conversation now where it's like, no, like doing the right thing and continuing to do the right thing and being aware of that actually, you know, impacts that experience that you have of it, right? Totally. And also yeah. potentially even kicking it up a notch. Yeah. Really understanding that 
you have so much information, you've learned so much yeah. that this is your time to really put on that discipline. Yeah. Because, you know, we're not in our thirties anymore. This yeah. is the time to advance yeah. our standards of what we are willing to do and what we're not willing to do and what we're willing to give up and what we're not willing to give up. Yeah. Again, hormone replacement therapy, by the way, uh, we do it all the time in our clinic. I think it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It is probably one of the biggest mistakes of science in the last 20 years was the influence of the Women's Health Initiative really screwed things up for people. Mm-hmm. Um, it provided a lot of misinformation in terms of safety of hormone replacement, which they're now beginning to reassess and more information is coming out and experts are coming out saying okay. hormone replacement is good for heart health, brain health, bone health, all of these things. It's interesting. But all of that, you know, there's a lot of fear around hormone replacement therapy and it's unwarranted. Quite right. This is again, how do we begin to question um, the narratives? I, in my mind, we question everything. We should question everything. Absolutely. If something is repeated over and over again, it becomes truth in human nature without it being truth. Yeah. Just because something is repetitive doesn't make it true. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. So, so you gave us kind of our one thing on the nutrition side. Um, if you were thinking about, and it's not one thing, right? It's lots of little habits, but if you were to give, you know, your most basic recommendations, and then obviously people can pick up the book, they can read forever strong. You guys see it right, right over Gabrielle's shoulder there, and you can get on the vitality track, or you can pick one of the other tracks if that's better for you. Um, but from a, from the most basic, uh, premise possible if you were to give you know some simple recommendations on the body movement side of things um, for this particular audience what would that look like um two things number one resistance training is non-negotiable and ladies when i go into the gym i see all the women over on the cardio equipment and -hmm. all the guys around the weights this narrative this behavior all this stuff has to change yeah right why are we doing that women are the matriarchs of their families, we need to begin to train like it. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Yes. We are strong. We are in charge. We should be acting like it. Mm-hmm. So does, good. does not mean being a cardio bunny. Yeah. Um, and also, I just want to throw that out, uh, throw this out there is that the number one thing women say to me is, Doc, I'm afraid I'm going to become bulky. Or really, how much does your toddler weigh? Yeah. <laughs> your toddler, you're laughing because your toddler weighs 40 pounds. How yes. often are you picking your toddler up? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that's 100 so times good. a day? Yeah. Do you look bulky? You're carrying the groceries in one hand. You've got a screaming toddler over the other hand. Yeah. And you're picking up that kid multiple times a day. And if you're lucky, you know, maybe you got two kids and they're probably both screaming. And then you got two in your hand and nobody's exactly. bulky. So we have to eliminate that excuse that is in a distraction that, again, is the shiny object of... Uh, distraction, what we call, um, you know, it's just a way to avoid the conversation. Yes, you need to lift weights. It is not replaceable. Two days a week is the minimum. You can get three days a week in to one day of upper body, one day of lower body, and then a combined. Yeah. Third day, full body. And one more thing, one bout of high intensity interval training. Okay. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I am speaking as a mom of two little children who is almost a single mother because of the amount of time that my husband is gone. Yeah. 
I use an Airdyne and a ski erg. And on days where it is crazy and everybody is screaming and I cannot get <laughs> out the door. And now I have 20 minutes to work out because of the disaster of what has happened. I will get in there and I will do 10 rounds of skull crushing, heart wrenching sprints. Yeah. 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 It, you do it. 20 you seconds on those, that airdyne, the devil's tricycle, 20 mm -hmm. seconds. I love it. I love That's it. all you can do. Rest for 40. Do it again. Yeah. 10 rounds of that might take you 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. You will mm -hmm. be toast. You'll be totally smoked. Yeah. That's that so will help improve your insulin sensitivity. It will help improve your body composition. It will improve your VO2 max, which we care about for longevity. It does things that allow you to continue to be strong. And then the next thing is that you will say, well, I don't have time. And I, I, again, I am speaking from experience with yeah. two little children. Yeah. So the other thing is my kids come with me to the gym. Mm -hmm. It becomes a normal thing. It's not easy. Sometimes it's embarrassing and I pre-plan it. So I'll have a new, there's a great foil arts and crafts thing that's not yeah. messy. Do that. I bring them Play-Doh. I bring them the things. You guys sit here or you can work out with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just has to be a non-negotiable. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah, I mean, I started learning about the, the, the resistance training a little while back. And for me, my whole life, I had done cardio. I had no, no background, no knowledge of, of lifting weights. I felt a little intimidated. So I hired a trainer and I go two, three times a week and you know, that's it. And, and we're talking to business owners, you guys, if you care enough, you'll make it happen. Whether you bring your two screaming toddlers with you and they have Play-Doh and they sit in the corner with you, or you hire the trainer or you, you know, you just figure it out. It's like anything that you want bad enough, you're going to figure out how to make it happen. Right. It's yeah. And, yeah. and the reality is, guess what? It stinks. It's not, you don't have this immediate reward. It's not like, you mm -hmm. know, it's so much easier to spend an extra hour working. It's the oh, truth. Absolutely. I right? did it for years. I did exactly. it for you. It's so much easier to spend in your comfort zone and your Girl, little I am with you. You feel you competent. I'm you feel you. like you're in charge. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. But it's Are not you kidding. Gonna, it's, yeah. I don't want to get a bath at 7.40 at night. Like, that's the last thing I wanted to do. Yeah. No, 100%. I, oh, I've got too much stuff to do. I'd much rather, you know, I'm under a deadline. You know, and it's just like, yeah, yeah you are. But the, the, the truth is, it yeah. totally sucks. Yeah, and it's not fun. Like it sucks. Yeah, but you know what? But it doesn't. When you feel, when you wake up in the morning and you actually feel like you have energy and you feel good when you wake up in the morning, it it definitely doesn't suck, right? Like that's the thing. Is like, I, I think you know, just our culture in general is so, and I see it in the business world. I'm sure you see it all day, every day in the health and, and wellness field. It's so obsessed with instant gratification. It is. And that's the problem with everything. That is the problem with anything because anything that's worth anything, it takes a long time. It, it's not going to give you instant gratification. It's probably going to suck in the moment. It's going to require you to get really uncomfortable, but the outcome of it is always worth it. It's always worth it, right? So it's just getting yourself to that point where you decide and you truly commit, right? Totally. Yeah. Uh, and you have to understand is that you are never going to feel like this is amazing and you are excited to do it. I mean, at some point you will, but if you think back and you look at where you were in your business and what you needed to do in your business. 
initially, you know, uh, as an entrepreneur myself, initially you have no idea what is going on. No, no idea. It's all the hard knocks. It's uncomfortable. Sure. You feel like you're going to vomit. It's just like a whole thing. And there's so <laughs> many other ways that you could be doing things, but you couldn't imagine another way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're a terrible employee. You couldn't imagine yeah. doing something different. And then the same thing comes from activity, but it's weird because 100% of people have to eat. And I could tell you that exercise is going to be good for you. And everybody knows that, mm -hmm. but the reality is everybody knows it, but only, are you ready for this? Only 24% of people meet the recommendations for exercise. Oh, I believe it. Wait, I, 20, I wait. Yeah, I, I've been talking about this lately and I, and I'm sure you believe this, especially in the space that you're in. You, if you want a great life now, you have to be counterculture in pretty much everything because everything that our culture is leading you to do will make you fat and sloppy and, and sluggish and unhappy and broke. Like you have to become counterculture and you have to take your own personal responsibility for being the decider of your own life very, very seriously. And we have to stop abdicating our power, not just with our health, but with everything, but especially with our health. If, if no one learned anything over the last couple of years, especially with your health, you have to take it into your own hands and you have to find people like you that are out there and like, hey, you know, I know we've been sharing this story for two decades now, but it's totally wrong. <laughs> Let's peel the onion back. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. And uh, and that that really that makes a lot of sense. We do have to advocate and you have to understand you uh, this exercise thing that we all know is good for us. Why is it so difficult to do? I don't have that answer. But what I will say is you have to think there's, you know, choices, right? There are choices in life. And just because you have the opportunity to make a choice of doing something or not, you still have to choose the harder path that is cultivating the person that you want to become. Mm -hmm. If you want to become someone who is strong and capable and gritty and resilient so that you can become someone different for your children and how you show up in life, you can't get away from your own integrity. So if you are not doing the thing, then you're following, you're falling short on being a person of honor. It's so true. Someone could say, oh my gosh, Doc G, you're talking about not working out, being dishonorable. You're right. I am. Yeah. Because if you're not willing to do it for yourself, you should at least be willing to do it for your family. Exactly. That's, that's where it's at. That is where it's at. Okay. I have one more question that I just want to, I want to talk about the book really quickly before we wrap up so that everybody can go grab their copy and really dig in. But, um, in your experience, you know, what would you say about the amount of disease and health issues that people are, uh, treating for one thing, but, but in reality, if they fixed the two things that we talked about today, um, I, I just, I, I, we have to touch on that for one yeah. second, because I think no one's, no one's talking about that. And I think that we're not really looking at, again, being yeah. in our power with our own health. Yeah, I am excited to share this. People think about these diseases of aging out here, right? We think about obesity, we think about insulin resistance. Yes. We think about diabetes, cardiovascular disease, Alzheimer's, um, you name it. You just what oh, cancer, and obviously cancer, I, I say that cautiously because there's uh, multiple inputs into cancer. Yeah. 
But one of the biggest risk factors of cancer is obesity, mm -hmm. depending on the cancer. So we're thinking about all of these issues and illnesses and the root of all of them is unhealthy skeletal muscle. Obesity begins in skeletal muscle decades before. Diabetes begins in skeletal muscle decades before. Alzheimer's that is related to metabolic dysregulation begins in the health of skeletal muscle decades before. Cardiovascular disease, the underpinning conversation is when you have issues with metabolism, specifically insulin, triglycerides, glucose, you have issues with skeletal muscle. Wow. Your skeletal muscle ends up looking like a marbled steak versus a filet. And if you go for a lifetime of having sedentary, unhealthy skeletal muscle, all of the things that skeletal muscle does becomes compromised, mm -hmm. including strength, contractility, metabolism, immunity. And again, I'm speaking in absolutes and I'm cautious to do that, but mm -hmm. I'm really trying to drive home the point yeah. that skeletal muscle, muscle-centric medicine is the pinnacle of health and wellness. Yeah. And if we could simply address those things yeah. through nutrition and training, which is super basic, yeah. you would be in a really good situation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And I mean, everyone should feel so empowered by what you're sharing because you're not giving this hugely complex 85-step oh. plan for people to do. You're really breaking it down into like very simple, you know, what would you want to do to take care of your children, right? This is this is the plan that you would want to have your kids on. You want to get them to get enough exercise and movement. You want to get them to eat things that are actually good for their body, right? It's like, what would you do for the people that you love giving that gift to yourself? So let's talk about Forever Strong for just a second. Uh, obviously, we want to invite everybody to go get their copy today, but can you just give like a little snippet of, of what the experience of the book is and, and how it's going to help them? So this book, first of all, is for everybody. It's for someone who doesn't know the first thing about nutrition to an advanced practitioner. This book is the first of its kind. It is a paradigm shifting book. It focuses all on the organ of longevity, which is skeletal muscle, not from the perspective of being jacked and tan, but mm -hmm. truly from the perspective <laughs> of what it means as the organ of longevity. What also makes this book very unique is that a lot of my practice is also mental fortitude, as I'm sure you could imagine. And there are stories in this book. There is a mindset component in this book that really comes from decades of experience. As a physician, you are uniquely positioned to peer into people's lives in ways that it's such a privilege. Yeah. And what emerges from that is and our patterns, patterns of people. And when you recognize patterns of people, you learn to really be able to be effective as a physician. And I share this with the reader so that they can recognize themselves, yes. really move beyond wherever they are. So good, so good. Where's the best place for everybody to go grab their copy right now? So you can get it on Amazon. Um, it's available Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever books are sold. And I have a great podcast as well, the Dr. Gabrielle Lyon Show. We'll link uh, that in the show notes as well. We'll amazing, link the book and the podcast. Amazing. A great newsletter that is free where we take some of the science, we distill it down so that it's easy and readable. 
I have a great YouTube. I put out a ton of free content because the mission is to move the world to a stronger world. Um, and in fact, we have an event. I don't know when this comes out, but January 13th and 14th in Austin, it's called the Forever Strong Summit. You know, I'm not here to just provide the information of medicine. What I truly hope to do is I truly hope to make the world a stronger place. Yeah, I love it. Well, you are. Every time you do something like this, you move someone today. There's someone that is going to go pick up a pair of weights. There's someone that's going to go change their diet. There's someone that's going to grab the book and it's going to totally transform their family. So um, keep doing what you're doing. You guys go grab your copy of Forever Strong Now. You can grab it on Amazon. Go subscribe to the show. We're going to put the link also for the January event in the show notes down below. Gabrielle, thank you so much for the work that you're doing to change people's lives and to give them their power back so that they can be the embodiment of vitality, which is the greatest gift you can have in your life. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week. We'll see.